0: what's up guys i hope everybody's well the new asking alexandra drops tonight at nine o'clock in about three hours i cannot wait deuces guys please remember follow me punch the mouth official on instagram official underscore patm on x guys late. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's well. I kind of want to start with bad news today. Unfortunately, WWE wrestler Bray Wyatt has passed away. Um, It's really sad, man. I know this isn't a wrestling program, but as as one of the new performers, I wouldn't really watch the product as much. But it's really sad to see him pass away at only 36. I wish his family the best. His brother the best. They were going to be a part of a story together. And then all of a sudden that got stopped because I did hear he got sick. And then this happened. Psycho of life, man. The cycle of life. But anyway, let's get into it. We got a crazy show today. Well, not too crazy, but we're going to go over the Singapore fights. Of course, Holloway versus Korean Zombie. We're going to go over Juliana Pena's comments of Marina bueno Silva. We are gonna look at potential fights for mvp if he ends up signing with the ufc like i told you the ufc doesn't just put anybody on tv they're very meticulous with who they put on their product with their tv time because it's free publicity very wwe-ish but let's get into all of that we're gonna start with juliana pena so let me go get that it goes on to say with the Lim. Mandolin- I was going to say Amanda Lemos. Amanda Nunez, recently retired following UFC 289 title defense against Irene Aldana. The women's 135 title is vacant with the win over Holmes and a 4 5 winning streak. Bueno Silva put her name in the championship picture along with Pena and Raquel Pennington. Well, it appears Pena and Pennington will eventually battle it out. For the vacant title, Bueno Silva is hopeful she will be cleared by the Nevada State Athletic Commission at Thursday's meeting so that she can fight Pena instead. Wait, okay. We can get to that after, but hold on. Let's read the title, and this is why Juliana Peña gets under a lot of people's skin. Juliana Peña blasts Marina Bueno Silva after failed drug test. You had to cheat in order to get it done. I mean, she gets under a lot of people's skin, but she gets the fight. She gets people talking. And then the, I guess that's where a lot of people fail. Like, Kobe succeeded in his own way that he just wanted to annoy people. Juliana Peña doesn't care about the reasoning behind Marina Buenos Silva's failed drug test. She thinks the Brazilian is a cheat, no matter how it's explained. Bueno Silva revealed Monday that she tested positive for a banned substance ahead of her July submission victory over Holly Holm, but explained it was due to an ADHD medication and not that she was intending to gain a performance enhancing advantage. It's likely that Bueno Silva's win over Holly Holm will be overturned and she will receive some form of suspension, but the final decision hasn't been made. Pena is happy to cast judgment over her fellow women's bantamweight division contenders oh and it took and took to social media put bueno silva on black. yeah <laughs> listen to this like I, I don't understand why people have to do this but okay Cheat, tara living up to your nickname back to being a current jerker of an apex car you go you fought two forty-one year olds this year and you had to cheat in order to get it done can't pass a drug test Keep my name out your mouth, you dumb brat. And then what I was reading to you earlier, which we'll go back to right now. Look, look, look. In response to Peña's blasted Bueno Silva calling her cheat Tara, the ex-champion added Bueno Silva will be back to a current drinker of the Apex card instead of fighting for a world title. And look, this is her response. I love Juliana. She is funny. Bueno Silva told MMA fighting about her response to Peña. She is funny, but I promise you, I promise you that I don't go to finish. I don't go to knock her out. I will smash Juliana for five rounds. If you need help, your coach will have to throw throw in the towel in the octagon because I will smash her for five rounds. I promise. Now, here's the thing, man. It's going to come down to who's striking is better because I'll tell you who's grappling is better. That's Bueno Silva, no doubt. The squeeze she has, you don't think she gets Juliana in a guillotine choke that it'll. if Juliana doesn't tap, she'll pass out. She will pass out, I promise. Let's talk about this. Morning reports, Cody Garbrandt happy for Sean O'Malley, but sees a lot of holes and weaknesses to expose. Cody Garbrandt is content. Watching the sugar show play out for the time being. Conor O'Malley joined Cody Garbrandt in the illustrious list of men to hold the UFC bantamweight gold after his second-round TKO of Valerian Sterling at UFC 292 this past Saturday. The event was supposed to see both compete the same night for what would have been the second time. The first coming at UFC 269 in December of 2021. Fortunately, no love. For, unfortunately, for no love, an injury forced him out of the out of his clash with O'Malley's teammate Mario Batista. Sorry about that. The pair of Bantamweight knockout artists haven't been too fond of each other since nearly colliding that year at the events pre-fight press conference. Despite that, Garbrandt has some respect for the new title holder who still assesses him as a right. I mean, yeah, man. Like, just for a long time and like, a lot of people forget like, Cody Garbrandt, he's still the man. Like, he's still the man. The only problem is, is that uh, he's an injury problem, man. And like, he gets in his own head and like he doesn't have a chin. Like he, get, he can't take a hit for whatever reason. But like when that guy is on, there's no one better. Like the last time he fought, he had a stinger in his neck. People were judging him. But I'm like, dude, that dude looked amazing in that fight. He hardly took any damage. He he gave away the late rounds, but he won the first two pretty decisively in, in my opinion. Now, well, how will him and... Sean O'Malley go I have no idea that's a crazy fight like you guys have, have no idea how crazy that fight is it's a crazy fight I'm happy for Sugar Sean Garbrandt said on the Believe You Me podcast I think it's great he's champion in our division I think he has a lot of holes and weaknesses that are going to get exposed a lot but right now let him enjoy the championship and what he was able to do Saturday night O'Malley and Garbrandt went two different directions that same night they fought and the now champion scored a first round TKO Julia Paiva, while Garbrandt went on went one and done as a flyweight, becoming the strikes in the opening round opposite Kaikara France. When it comes down to how O'Malley handled the former champion Sterling, Garbrandt was impressed to see the moment wasn't too big for the Dana White Contender Series alum. I'm happy for Sugar, John, to finally get out there and he's had a lot of hype. He went out there and he rose to the occasion and put away Algemane. Garbrand said. Looking at that fight, I just think that Aljamain was too adamant on getting into the ground. He wasn't very comfortable with the movement. I have the best footwork and movement in the whole bottomweight division, and I know that was going to be a problem being in the bigger cage being the wrestler. Sugar Sean is a counter striker, and Sterling lunged in, left himself open, and you can't do that with a good counter striker. He knows what Aljamain's game plan was. Get him to the ground and wrestle him. Sugar Sean was like, I'm literally going to fight tooth and now not to get taken down. How Jermaine made a costly mistake that made him lose the title. I mean, everything Cody Garbrandt is saying is true. Like, it's true. <laughs> Garbrandt has been facing an uphill climb to return to his heights as champion in 2017. The Euriebidville, Ohio native is 2-5, 13-5 overall since winning his effort. Since his winning effort over Dominic Cruz and last saw his hand raised against Franklin Jones via unanimous decision at UFC. 285 this past March. Although arguments have been made that the stacked 135 division has passed Garbrandt, but he's still not bitter to see a new wave wash him out. To him it feels only temporary as the future could still have much to offer. It's not hard to watch Garbrandt said of the division's changes and growth. I truly believe that a lot of my best performances are ahead of me. I just have to get my body right. Once my body's right, mentally, physically, and emotionally, I love this. I truly do it. It's the job. It's the only job I've ever had. It's the best job I've ever had. It is truly. But I'm happy for those guys. It truly is. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy, when he's on, he's on, bro. You know, it's when he's not on, when we see him get visually stopped. And like, it's sad, right? Because then that makes you like, at least me, as I get older, I question, if you're not right physically and you could use the time off then why are you fighting right now like why are you doing it right now could it be because they're not good with their they have really bad spending habits i don't know but let's recap pfl because i forgot that happened yesterday <laughs> Holler versus old beer mercy versus magma Kirmanov, set for season five Finals. Season five finals are set for the PFL lightweight and welterweight tournaments as Clay Collard takes on Bear Mercier in the 155 pound finals, while Magomed Mogomad Kirmanov faces Tabo Dusai for 170 pound- for the 170 pound champ. Collard closed the show with a fight of the year candidate against Shane Burgos, light betting favorite among several odd makers, and a comeback story after his UFC defection got off to a rough start. Over six hundred strikes were thrown between the lightweights in the main event of Wednesday's fight hard at Theater at the theater and for regard. It's the Hulu theater, but they just put the theater. A reflection of a frenetic and brutal pace at which both fighters competed. color targeted the body and head in his war of att- attrition, landing 178 points. Regos targeted his opponent's legs, leaving Collar a tomato colored mess with 49 kick right. At the end of the day, Collar's early work won the day. A second round knockdown likely sealed the frame, and a violent surge from Burr valiant not violent valiant search from burgos in the final round wasn't enough to avoid a unanimous decision 29 28 burgos once was again denied the spotlight while Collard secured his third trip to the 100 million dollar turning fine dude pfl has to be pissed pfl has to be pissed they spent so much money on this guy they did that bs with that one fight i honestly think they did that on purpose they did that on purpose and i'm not one to say things like that but i honestly think they did that on purpose purpose and for him not even to make it to the finals they're mad season four winner Albert Mercier is headed back to the finals after stopping Bruno Miranda with a flurry of ground and pound the end the end started with a straight left hand that sat down Miranda and French the French Canadian seized the moment with a flurry of ground and pound that forced the referee's intervention at the 441 mark of the second round I mean and then it goes on to say just like squeaked by. I mean, yeah, PFL's got to be mad. I mean, I'd be mad. I'd be irate. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be next level livid, bro. That's what I would be. Let's talk about UFC Fight Night Singapore. Dude, this it's happening? All right, let's look at it. I didn't know this was happening on this card. Max Holloway would take on the Korean Zombie. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spam will be the co-main event. Giga Chikadze will take on Alex Cisteres. Reina Nakamura will take on Renan Garcia. And then I didn't know this was happening. This should be the co-main event, honestly. Aaron Blanchfield will take on Tyler Santos and then Junior Tapo will rematch Parker Porter. Bro, the the people are ruthless on social media. Like I've seen where people are saying, oh Max Holloway breaking the most significant line. <laughs> The most significant strikes landed record on Korean Zombie. And yelling, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. I'm like, dude, you guys are brutal. And you know, Max is coming with that intensity, especially with the, what happened to the Hawaiian Islands. Like, good luck to him, man. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah, you know, it it's like in the morning. It's not like. like 5 a.m. But I remember Blanchard versus Tyler Santos, I'm really looking forward to that one. And then finally Giga Chikate comes back. It was a lot of hype around that dude and then he fought Calvin Cater and we'll see what happens, man, we'll see what happens. Of course, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann, the only thing I ever remember from their first fight is, how'd you like that ass whooping after Anthony Smith beat him down? He either said how did you like that ass whooping or "Where was that ass whooping you promised me one of those two. can't remember but yeah man this is a good card i just don't like that it's so early in the morning how did you like that ass whooping um one thing i will say when it comes to like Connor and stuff like that i do believe he will fight again oh right now i already said connor i was listening back to the other episode and i realized that i i was in the middle of something and then i, I like blew it off i apologize for that but what i was saying i don't like these rumors of sean o'malley and connor fighting on the same card i don't think it'll happen this is gonna be the last thing bro i hope i covered everything i said i was gonna cover in the beginning uh but they won't do the same card that will generate so much money and then because sean is a champion like you guys have to realize. Conor McGregor generates so much money that's why they put him on like his own main events with no title fight because of the pay-per-view point like the UFC is a business right so you have to think of it and that's oh I did not cover everything I'll get to it right now there's one last thing I want to cover before we go but the UFC is a business right you have to understand their position we may not like it but just try to understand it they're looking at ways to put on the best show for the least amount of money and if you put on Conor McGregor, he's going to generate X amount of dollars. It's going to be a lot. With Then you put on Sean O'Malley that will probably generate a few extra dollars, but you can put him on another card where he'll generate similar numbers, and then you'll be okay right here. We have to give him paper points because he's a champion. That's fine, but they're not going to put him on a card together, especially what Sean said. He's like, let me go see if I can find this. Here, I'll do this. Baby, we did it. Sean O'Malley reveals DMs for Conor McGregor following UFC 292 win. Sugar O'Malley, Oma- I said Sugar O'Malley. Sean O'Malley claims Conor McGregor slid into his DMs after UFC 292. Sugar scored a monumental upset as he dropped and stopped Al Jermaine starting inside two rounds to take his Bantamweight title at Boston CD Garden on Saturday night. The shot O'Malley face punk Punkmaster with was immediately compared to the punch McGregor used up Jose Aldo just 13 seconds into their his first UFC title about eight years ago however Notorious didn't see it live and wasn't until the following days that he took to social media to get in touch with the new king at 135 and he goes Connor messaged me on Instagram for the first time yesterday O'Malley told Pat McAfee he said baby we did it I said we sure fucking did I said you may you main eventing in December, I'm co-main eventing. Question mark. All he replies was shock call I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. But don't again, Connor generates too much money. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor somehow wins the belt. You never see him on a card with another champion because of how much money that guy generates. And Sean can generate a lot of money too, because he's got a connection with fans. Maybe it's the content he puts out that the fans feel connected to him. I don't know, man. But Okay, now the last thing, but yeah, going back to the December card, I don't if Connor's on it, I don't think Sean will be on it. And vice versa, they stacked that with champions, Connor McGregor will not be on it. Okay, last thing. And we're out of here. Michael Venom Page, remember him? Remember he was on um dude, I just had it. Where did it go? Why did it go away? Was I on the wrong one? I was over. Listen to what Mike said. Mike Venom Page. And this was on Israel Asanya's YouTube channel. For those that don't know, I still think they work closely together. Like it's, he didn't depart on Bad Blood, but Tim Simpson used to work for Paradigm. He started his own company, but I still think they're on good terms. So MVP is represented by Paradigm. And Izzy, Izzy, Tim is one of his managers, so we'll see. I want top five. This is Michael Venom Page. I want top five, top 10 Mac. I don't feel like I need to prove myself all over again. We've seen it with Mike Chandler, he went in there, fought a top 10 fighter, Dan Hooker. Great. First win for him. That just sprung him into title. contention. that is the round I see myself in. Okay. <laughs> Please don't compare yourself to Mike Chandler. Mike Chandler, multiple time Bellator champion. Mike Chandler beat UFC veterans. Like, no. Like, my point is... MVP had a hard time with Douglas Lima. Douglas Lima took him down. A lot of people thought Douglas Lima won that fight. And a lot of people believe the only reason they gave it to MVP was because it was in London. And then he went on to fight Logan Storley. Logan Storley beat him soundly. And then Logan Storley got defeated by Amosav Amoslav. If anybody deserves top five max to ten... Is Yagoslav Amoslav. Did I say Amoslav Amoslav ever? It's Yagoslav Amoslav. I'm sorry. But if there's anybody that deserves top five to top ten, if not an immediate title shot, it's Yagoslav Amoslav. Okay? Like, look, I looked it up because this is the last thing I wanted to tell you guys. Let's say they give him a top five guy. You know who it is? We're going to take out Hamza. You got Kamar Usman gets killed because Kamaro has great wrestling. Kobe Covington gets killed because Kobe has great wrestling. Bulal Muhammad gets killed because Bulah has great wrestling. Gilbert Burns is a psycho and probably will destroy him. Shafqat Ragmada. okay? Steven Thompson probably has better striking than him, but I'll give it to Michael Benham Page because he's younger. Jeff Neal, when he's on, the best fighter ever. John Brady, like this is where I believe, okay, but we were only going top five, so I should've stopped at Gilbert. And he says top 10 max, that's where Shafqat comes in, Steven comes in, Jeff Neal, best fighter if he's on. and then. I'll give it to him. He could probably beat Sean Brady and him and Vicente would be a good fight. But then there's other guys like Ian Gary. Ian Gary would destroy him. Kevin Holland would destroy him because they might be even on the on the feed. But Kevin takes him down, and choke him out. Easy. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore P-A T M on X, guys. They-